Hi everyone, this is Susan Burton from the National Association of Community Health Centers Advocacy Team. I am excited to be here today with Tom Trumpeter. He is a retired CEO of Health Point Community Health Center in Seattle, Washington. He has been a strong advocate for community health centers for a long time, and he is here today to talk with us about why advocacy this Wednesday for the National Day of Advocacy is important. So Tom, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're a community health center advocate. I can say that I'm a health center advocate because I'm an advocate for health and health equity. You know, having one's health is key to one's ability to be happy and successful in life. And access to high quality whole person primary care is really what everyone in this country needs. And health centers really are the model for how this should happen. You know, frankly, I'm challenged to think of any other place that anybody can go to and get medical care, dental care, mental health care, linkages to other community services and other kinds of things that people need all under one roof. And health centers really do it right. And you know, we've been for years recognized by the American Academy of Family Physicians for doing it right. And I guess the other thing that I'd like to say is that I really believe that health centers help level the social playing field and give their patients a chance for a better life, regardless of their circumstances. And so when you talk about health equity, it's really that last piece that you just mentioned, right? That the when you talk about the playing field, will you talk a little bit about what happened in the community health center where you were and what that looked like? Sure. And when I say level the playing field, I mean it in a couple of different ways. One is just having your basic health. And we know that a lot of the folks who live in the communities that the health centers serve don't have as equal a chance to be healthy as many others in our society do. And, you know, while the old adage, if you have your health, you have everything, um, you know, people like to say that I, if you have your health, you have a great deal. You may not have everything because you need food on the table and a roof over your head and and a way of being happy and productive, whether that's through work or what have you. And I do think that what we do is we help people not just be healthy, but we help people fulfill those other aspects, whether it's being um, in school and learning because you are healthy and you're not sick and you're not distracted by that, or you have the ability to actually go to work and be happy and productive. It, you know, it's all that stuff. And in addition to that, we are also a pretty major employer in most of our communities. And we employ the folks who live in our communities, which then is a great career opportunity for many. Absolutely. And one of the things I really appreciate about community health centers, Tom, as you say that, is that because we're employing people who live in the community, there is a base knowledge and trust. I think that I hear being talked about a lot. So that patients come in knowing that they're going to be cared for by their peers and people who they really can trust. And, and really understand. You bet. And you've touched on this a little bit, but, but why do you think community health centers matter? Well, I think they matter really, like you just said, for the reasons we just were talking about. But also, I think there's a couple of other things. We are leaders in quality of care with clinical indicators that are among the best in the nation. So our patients get healthy and stay healthy when they come to see us. And we have a variety of ways of getting that accomplished. I think also we save money in the larger healthcare system. And we do that because 
we provide timely and complete primary care. This reduces unnecessary downstream expense. And, you know, really for me, more importantly, providing primary care in the way that we do it helps reduce the disease and pain that people feel. It reduces the burden of those diseases on folks. And it really does help lay a foundation for people to be happy and healthy and productive. And like we were just talking, I think we also are a great source of employment for people in the communities that we serve. I know that was certainly the case at HealthPoint. And what this, this means, two things. It means career opportunities for people. And, and we've had that happen. We've had, you know, a couple of years ago, we have a family medicine residency program. We graduated from that program. The first person who had been a patient in one of our health centers who's now a doctor in the community. We've had a number of people who started with us as front desk people and medical assistants who have gone on to professional schools, including becoming nurses. We really do, I think, provide that upward mobility for a lot of the folks in our community who come to work for us. So we do, we take care of the people who work for us and we take care of the people who come to us for care. Tom, that is such an important message of hope for us right now. I think that the times we live in with COVID, that it is, we see a lot of stories about health disparities and just the numbers of people who are dying. And I know that Washington State, that, that y'all saw this up close early on, What's the importance of community health centers right now? Changed any since COVID began? Is it, has it intensified? I guess I'm really wrestling with that story of hope that you just talked about. And there's an investment in communities that goes beyond just providing care. Um, and you've mentioned that a couple of different times, but it seems, I guess we see people on the front lines, but the, the long-term inspiration around not just the immediate, but you know, having a patient who then becomes a physician in the community is a significant gift to the community and quite a testament. I think COVID, you know, not, COVID is a particularly powerful example, I think, of how we as health centers, if you will, rise to the occasion. I, I can give you one kind of finite example in that in, in Washington and, and across the nation, but I think Washington, this might've happened a little sooner all you know primary and preventive dental care was shut down and we at HealthPoint have a I, I keep using the present tense <laughs> i just retired and i feel very much a part of health centers and of health we really took a look at what does our community need and our dental teams actually helped us stand up the first mobile testing site that we put in place. And we have been able to keep our dental teams working for us and basically just putting on our creative thinking caps and saying, what are the other things that we need to be doing for our communities right now that now that we're not doing what we normally do, what can we do to really underscore our place in the community and really help people in this pretty interesting, crazy time? So really, you know, not to minimize the impact of COVID, but I really think COVID actually services a pretty good case in point about how we are present in our communities and how we work to make sure that the people that we take care of have access to the care that they need and are able to stay as healthy as they can during this really kind of challenging time. 
there are lots of other challenges that we're facing right now too. So COVID is, um, is one of them and it's a significant challenge, but challenge is nothing new to community health centers across the country. We were challenged when we began and we have challenges in our society that we continue to work on and to address. So you mentioned the challenge of COVID, but named that there are some other ones. What, what do you see right now as being some of the primary challenges in addition to COVID that community health centers faced before COVID and will continue to face beyond? And, you know, I, I think there's one thing I want to say before I start going down that path, and that is, I think one of the hallmarks of who we are and one of the reasons that we have been as successful and as important in our communities is that we have a very clear mission. And that mission enables creative problem solving in service to our communities and the people who rely on us for care. Now, as far as other challenges, the ones that are looming large for me right now really are kind of on the policy level. And it is disheartening, I think it's, it's fair to say, that we have a movement, an industry, a service provider that for 50 years has enjoyed extremely strong federal support and in a very strong bipartisan way. Yet since about 2017, we've been living on short-term expressions of that support from our federal government. And what I mean by that is the federal grant funding that supports the work that we do, that helps us take care of people who aren't covered for the services that we provide has really been appropriated, funded, if you will, on, on short-term bases. In 20, actually, we, we were initially started on two-year funding cycles, and right now we're almost living on a month-to-month -month basis. And this is particularly challenging to all of us in the health center movement. And it's particularly challenging in light of the fact that in January of 2019, so a year and a half ago, a bipartisan bill was introduced in the Senate that would have addressed this short-term funding difficulties that we have all faced for more years than we should be facing. And yet that bill and what was in that bill has still yet to come to pass. And this constitutes a very real threat to health centers and their communities across the nation. And it really does need to be addressed so that we can all be confident that the essential work that we do, both for people's health as well as for the strength of our communities, is able to continue and that we're able to continue to do what I think is really amazing work and amazing work that we've done for years and years. Tom, as you, as you talk about this beyond COVID, one of the things that, that we're seeing every day in the news is the reports of people who are newly unemployed and newly uninsured. Right. In the past, has what role have community health centers played in caring for people who suddenly lost their jobs in a downturn economy? Well, we're not called the safety net for no reason. We are the safety for those folks. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier. We're here to take care of people regardless of their circumstances. And we have 
for years stepped into that breach when it's happened. We, we stepped into it in the early 80s when the economy tanked. We stepped into it when we had the, when we had the recession at the end of the Bush era. This is what we do. And it is an effort that requires resources. We have, we have staff, we have expenses in order to be able to do this, but we have always been there for people regardless of the circumstances that they currently face. And the same is true now with folks who have lost their work because of COVID or who have serious health conditions because of COVID. Yeah, I think that's part of the conversation that we're just entering into with uh, what we're learning about COVID right. is the long-term care that a lot of people are gonna need. Oh my God, yeah. And so much of the focus has been on people being in the ICU and, and the recovery and leaving ICU. We haven't really talked about what happens after that right. and the need for ongoing care. And that likely won't happen in hospitals. No, it, well, it can't happen in hospitals. I mean, even the hospitals know this. And we're already in an era where we try to minimize the amount of time that people stay in hospitals so that they don't get a variety of infections. It's going to be challenged by this. But, you know, if there's one system that I feel confident can rise to the occasion, it's the system of health centers in this country. And it's because of what we talked about earlier. We are driven by a clear mission. And that really does let us um, exercise a great deal of strength and creativity in how we rise to the various occasions that we find occurring in our country over the years. Well, and, and Tom, what I'll say is you and I are having this conversation. What I appreciate about the health center movement is that you are an example of the hundreds of thousands of health center employees or retired employees who are committed to this mission and that when people hear you talk and certainly in my conversations with you they mirror those that i've had with people from all over the country who are committed to this mission who want to make sure that everybody in our community has access to good quality health care and and you mentioned that every state is struggling to make sure that people get care and every health center is needing to be shored up in terms of funding, which is why we're having this National Day of Action on Wednesday. We know that folks in the front lines of community health centers are stretched way beyond belief because of all the changes and transitions that you've talked about earlier. So we need to build a broader base of, of advocates for community health centers. And I think part of that is people knowing what they, what community health centers do and that there is this large network and you've done a great job describing it today. Why do you think that people who are connected directly to health centers or family members of those of us who are or the broader community need to be health center advocates? Well, you know, people need to be as healthy as they can be. And when they are, it really makes it possible for kids to learn, for parents to work, and for everybody to have a fighting chance for success in health. Our communities need to be strong and supportive, and health centers do both of those things. We help our communities be strong and fair. We contribute significantly to our communities and our nation's economies. We break down barriers and we provide care to anyone, which then helps people be healthy and happy. We're open to everybody regardless of their circumstances. We really do do what our communities and our nation need, especially right now. And we do it very well, and we do it for everyone. And this, we are an essential resource in 
this society in the United States. And I do think that what we do is something that everybody can relate to. And that is why everybody should be a health center advocate. I agree. I, you know, coming into this space and learning about community health centers as someone who is concerned about issues that impact communities, whether it's food deserts, whether it is access to transportation and affordability, whether it is education, whether it's racial disparities in healthcare. One of the things I appreciate about the community health center model and mission is that it is about the health of the whole person, the entire person and, and the health center staff, physicians, um, providers across the board, everyone you've mentioned is mindful that all of these aspects of community life are essential for someone to be healthy. And so there is an active investigation of what each person needs to thrive. So no matter to me, if you're an advocate for people who, and for some reason are on the margins, community health center movement is a place to be because of the proactive, committed work that is happening unique to every community. I think that I also love that, that the care you provided in Seattle looks different than the care that's provided in West Tennessee because the needs are different um, and the strengths are different in terms of what community members are naming as what they want in their health care. So I agree with you about that, Tom, and uh, thank you for the time you've taken today to talk with us about community health centers. You know, I always enjoy talking with you and learning from you. We want to just remind everybody that Wednesday is our National Day of Action, and we hope that everyone will reach out and contact your members of Congress. You can go to hcadvocacy.org and click Take Action. The other thing we're very excited about is in this conversation with Tom Trumpeter, if you can't tell that he is a firm person to be around, just know that those of us in the health center movement uh, enjoy having fun as we advocate. And so on Thursday, there's from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., it's going to be four hours of music and dedication to community health centers, so we hope you'll join us there as well. You can look at hcadvocacy.org and on our social media pages for more information about that. But ultimately, we want uh, to make sure that community health centers have the funding needed to thrive, to survive this pandemic, and to thrive beyond so that our communities can thrive and can be strong the way Tom described. So, Tom, thank you again for being with us today. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us.